There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. I thank you, Brother McVeigh, for the opportunity to preach or to speak whatever you might call it. I'm going to go into Isaiah chapter 8. In verse 19 it says, And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? And verse 20 says, To the law and to the testimony." If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. And the truth of that verse is that if they don't speak according to the law and to the testimony, it is because there's no light in them. Now, people are not afraid to have a testimony of what they call salvation, and they speak of being saved by the grace of God, and yet they speak of their own works. They speak of how they got to God and how they they are saved by their faith and they don't speak according to the word of God and they give away their own selves that there is no light in them. And that's not, that's that seems unfair to say it in that way, but that is what the word of God said. It said, it, if they speak not according to this word, what word? The word of God. It is because there is no light in them. I'm going to go over to Romans chapter 3. In Romans 3, it says in verse 19, Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. That's that same law and the, the prophets, that's that, what he's speaking of. That's that law, that to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there's no light in them. It says in verse 22, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. Now he said, the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. That was not by faith of myself, by faith of yourself, or by faith of anybody's selves, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. It was Jesus Christ's righteousness that he's speaking of. And how was it applied? It said, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. And what is this there is no difference speaking of? What difference? Said in verse 23, speaking of all people, for all have sinned 
and come short of the glory of God. There was none. There was none that are excluded in that. I am not excluded in that. There is not any that are excluded from that. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Verse 24 says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness. Whose righteousness is God declaring? God's own righteousness. Saying to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. Verse 26 says, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just, and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. So who is this that's getting this justification? How is this justification applied? Who is getting it? Him which believeth in Jesus. Verse 27 says, where is boasting then? It is excluded. But some say, I... I believe that I've I've attained this faith and I, I've 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 brought to God my faith and He saved me, and yet they they can boast of their works and how they got to God. My friend, the day that I got to God was not the day that I got to God. It was the day when I realized I could not get there. I could not get clean enough. I could not. It's when I gave up that I got to God. Where is boasting then? Is it excluded? By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Verse 28 says, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith. Whose faith? The faith of Jesus Christ. Not justified by his own faith, but the faith of Jesus Christ is he justified. Without the deeds of the law. That's such a simple thought. And yet, men don't believe that. They're absolutely convinced that that is not so. By their own own words, they condemn themselves, saying over and over again, how that by their own works and by their own faith do they have salvation. You have no salvation that's outside of the salvation that is by the faith of Jesus Christ. Ephesians, look at this very famous verse, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. So famous, and I've heard it said quoted in different ways and different people trying to prove different points, but I'll just read what it actually says. It says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. What's not of yourself? Well, neither the grace or the faith is by yourself. Pretty simple. For by grace are ye saved through faith. That is that faith of Jesus Christ. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Going back to that same, that same thought that it, God has given this as a free gift. It's not something that man has achieved or that they're able to somehow get to a plane in which they've attained this or they've cleaned up enough that, that by their own merit they've reached up to God and God's going to reach down to them because they're clean enough in the sight of God. No, they'll never, ever, ever, ever attain unto that. All the worlds become guilty before God, and they are all guilty before God. Who is it that is not guilty before God? Him which believeth in Jesus Christ. Why? Because God's put them in Christ. He's put them in Christ. Even by that that burial into his death, his burial and his resurrection, he put them in Christ that they might be they might have that baptism into his death and his burial and his resurrection, that they might indeed go through the same thing that he did. 
they might taste that same death. <clears throat> Romans chapter 8. In verse 1 it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. How and at what time was this done? At the moment of the new birth. It said, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk who are in, who are in Christ Jesus, those who have been put in him, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Said, verse 2 said, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. How? Because I'm in him, and he cannot be tainted. I myself, in my own flesh, in my flesh there dwelleth no good thing. I have no righteousness. I have nothing that I, I could be free from the law of sin and death. But in Christ, I'm free from the law of sin and death. Verse 3 says, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, my flesh, God setting his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And who are those that walk after the Spirit? Those that are born of God? We'll see that. I'll skip down some more verses here. And I'll just skip down to verse 11. It says, But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are not, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh, for if if we live, at, or if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, how would you know that someone was led by the Spirit of God? I'd say a pretty big clue is that they speak according to the Word of God. You know, their thoughts are in line with the Word of God. They're not going to speak contrary to the Word of God. Indeed, when they speak contrary to the word of God, that's a pretty big clue. They're not led by the spirit of God. There is no light in that. There is no light in that person. For as men, many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. How does that spirit bear witness with, with our spirit? Just testify how the spirit of God bears witness with my spirit. He bears witness of the word of God in my heart. He, he brings verses in the word of God to answer the thoughts of my heart, the questions, the wonderings in my own heart. God brings the word of God forth to me that I can see it, that I can look at it and believe it. And they're not troubling to me. It's glorious to me when God does bring those to my heart. That's that spirit of God that's working inside me, revealing the word of God to me and giving me that understanding that I can that I can see and know these things that are freely given to me by God. He's just showing these things to me. And how do I know that it's of God? Because it's the word of God in my heart. It's not you say, well, the devil can bring the word of God into your heart. You know, he's going to make you to question the word of God. When the, when the Spirit of God is bringing the Word of God into your heart, He's not bringing it forth to question the Word of God. 
He's bringing it to to show and to prove that 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 law that word of God is pure. It's perfect. He's going to speak of the holiness and the righteousness of the word of God. There's no doubt in that thing. It's a perfect. It's a it's a knowing. It's an absolute assurance of the word of God. And having that same level of assurance of the word of God is to have an absolute assurance of salvation. Now look at First John, First John five. In verse 6, it says, This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. And then over in 1 John, in chapter 2, it says, in verse 21, I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. I just wonder, who is the Son? Well, I'd say he was the Word. Because I remember in in John chapter 1 when it said that the Word was made flesh. You know, people say, "I, I, I would never deny Jesus Christ but they don't have one bit of problem with denying the word of God. It doesn't bother them. It doesn't occur to them that what they're denying is the word of God. Who was that word? Jesus Christ. He's made flesh. I'd be afraid to deny the word of God. Nope. The faith of Jesus Christ believes every word of God perfectly. And there's a settling in that. There's an assurance in that. It's perfect. It's pure. It's holy. And it's absolutely glorious to live in that assurance. My friend, I hope you have that. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelists.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church. 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are Child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.